Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. Oh, hi. How are you? I am so great. Super duper. I've got Adam. Hello. How are you? I am also so great. <laughs> uh, in general, how are you feeling? No, all good. I'm, I'm good at all, all counts. Excellent. And we've got Emma. Buenas nachos. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you? His French is just getting so good. <laughs> I'm also so great. Excellent. Well, that's nice to hear. My friends are also great. Um, well, we start with sad news, unfortunately. Um, Kyala, the Crystal Palace Eagle, has died today, aged 28, from a heart attack. Been the mascot oh, since 2015. Um, does, that, does this mean that, does that make my Instagram post from last year in bad taste now? <laughs> I don't know what you what did you post. I, be, I believe I referred to them as a pound shot, pound shot Benfica. Did you? <laughs> well, should we take a moment of silence? I think we should do. Some of the people that replied on Twitter have said um, uh, pigeon fan here, but I'm going to miss him all the same. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So um, this is why in Benfica they have two eagles. This is why I don't think that animals should be mascots. But you know what? That's for another post. Correct answer. But then you, you well, the implication there being is if he wasn't a mascot, he would have been immortal, which we know isn't true. No, but he would have been in the wild or in a sanctuary. Well, he could have been eaten by another eagle and not lived as long if he was in the wild. I mean, he might be—he might do all of those things when he, on non-game days. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> He might live in the wild in the Rockies and then come back on a Saturday to do his thing and then fly back again. I don't, I don't think he's turning up a training Is that like how we all go to work, but then when it's game time, we're like, oh, yeah, after the match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, mentioning Aston Villa, the Premier League is back. Uh, back with uh, a bang in the Hawkeye on Wednesday night as Aston Villa drew 0-0 with... Um, Sheffield United. Uh, both sides had a minute silence for kickoff, and they took a um, a knee just after kickoff as well, uh, which, according to Dominic Raab, was a tribute to Jon Snow. Um, if anyone saw oh. that quote this week. Oh God! Did you see that to over fair, your side? To be fair, he was drunk on champagne at the time, so uh, sort of nine o'clock in the that's morning. A, I mean, <laughs> that's a that's a leap, no matter what you're drunk on. I don't know. Whether, I don't know whether he was claiming he was drunk on champagne when he was listening to it, or when he had, I don't, or when he was saying it. But at some point, he'd consumed apparently too much champagne. It was well, about ten o'clock in the morning. Well, <laughs> stressful he's, job, he's, isn't it? He's a government minister. That's how the that other half of it. Um, I would just like to say that it was really powerful to see the players with Black Lives Matter on their kits, some of them taking a knee, raising their fists, and also to know that that came from the players themselves, that it was their choice and their decision and their initiative that was then supported by the league. I thought that was a really, you know, yes, we have a shit ton of work to do on racism and sport and racism globally but it was a really impactful it's been really impactful it would be if i were watching the match now but i'm not because i'm talking to you guys <laughs> i thought that, some, that i can't remember who it was who made a good point on uh football weekly about the names in the back of the shirt is you can call it impactful like or whatever like do you know what to a, a bunch of adults here talking about football it doesn't really mean an awful lot right because we kind of know what's going on in the news we don't need footballers but to the seven eight year old kid who's watching this game who asks their dad 
why doesn't it say Rashford on the back of his shirt? Why does it say Black Lives Matter? That is starting a conversation that otherwise wouldn't normally be had. And yeah. that is a positive step. And yeah, I think also to black supporters and athletes and, and um, fans to see that is to say, you know, that they are seen and and heard. Um, yeah. I interrupted Chris. No, that's all right. I was just going to say a shout out to the wag on Twitter that um, thinks that Burnley are going to come out this week with all lives matter on the back of their ship. <laughs> if it was anything, it would be Sunderland. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it was uh, nil nil between Aston Villa and Sheffield United. Um, although Which was the most predictable scoreline <laughs> that I had money on it. Who watched this then? I did. Did you both of you? Okay, so thirty minutes. Oh, you did, didn't you? That's right. I remember. Um... <laughs> Emma threw her toys at her pram and <laughs> went, went and played went and played with her Spanish football friends again. <laughs> I did. What did you guys think to it then, um, for the first half then? I I mean, are is there anything to talk about other than Michael Oliver and the ridiculousness of yeah. his watch? Go on then. Okay, so you guys were watching live, um, Adam and Jesse. So what did you think when that incident happened? Did you think, oh, that's a goal, or when the yeah. when he did well, blow for? No, there was no debate at any point when it was live from even the commentators after us. Yeah. I mean, he went after 15 seconds. They, they, there was no doubt that it was a goal. It wasn't yeah. a difficult decision to come by. Mm. It wasn't only that his whole body crossed the line. It was that the ball in his arms actually went into the net. So it was the. I've never seen that. It, the ball was literally nestled in the net. Yeah, like Michael Oliver looking at his watch as if to say, "But my watch didn't ding." Like, but your eyeballs saw the ball in the net, Mikey. So, what? No, 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 no. There is, there is no way that this is on Michael Oliver. Can't I blame things on Michael Oliver if I want to, Adam? No. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine in a world where he overruled that and it turned out to not be him because he thought he saw it going there. But it was, overruled and there's VAR, and there, it's like... Well, in, you can blame, what you can blame is VAR for not stepping in, but when you've got something that um, is supposed to be foolproof and it tells you on your watch to within two mil or whatever it is you can't you can't overrule that and you wouldn't necessarily right be looking and checking those things it's like when you go and put something in the microwave and turn it on for a minute do you then go and get another watch to make sure that the timer on the microwave still tells a minute that's a very good point but if i put it in for a minute and then my food is still cold i'm not going to be like well i'm but the microwave said it was a minute so i might as well just eat it Mm, that's not the that's the, but the, the, it wasn't cold now. was it you couldn't tell <laughs> if the goal is the microwave <laughs> okay i've got a list of things that we could possibly blame so referee assistant referee hawkeye var or the goalkeeper himself how many of those is it like multi like we only get one or we get multiple options uh if you can b- bring a case for more than one so you're saying the referee but was he not looking at through a crowd of other players and he's sort of okay as per I will I will you know I hate disagreeing with Adam. So I will go with assistant referee, obviously Hawkeye. Adam! Give me a moment. Assistant referee, <laughs> Hawkeye, and Bar. Okay. Adam. Who are you blaming? So you can hundred percent blame Hawkeye and I find it quite funny that they tried to release a statement saying, No, 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 no. Hawkeye works perfectly because we've done nine thousand other matches. However, this one time that it's been proven to not work perfectly was just because these freakish things happened that perfectly excluded it, but meant that it didn't work. But that's, yeah, I think it was like work. the keeper's body crossed the line of our watch. Hawkeye, you can blame 100%. I think you can blame VAR. You can't blame the referee or the assistant referee because... I said, like, with both those things, they're both, the, the referee and the assistant referee have so many things to look at. And once you've got a bit of technology that takes care of it, why would you even be really checking that sort of thing? I don't, I'm interested to know why you think you can blame the goalkeeper. You think you should just say... Yeah, should he have owned it? Right. Um, that's never going to happen. That's it? never going to happen. However, what my next argument on this thing is that um, Villa are absolute scoundrels of the utmost proportion playing by double standards and should have let 
Sheffield United score a goal at the beginning of the second half. Yes. When, um, everyone, when everyone in the world knew, knew that, that goal was in, and after the fuss and furore in that Leeds game at the end of last season, um, yeah, I just think that's that was not not really on. Yeah, Emma, who are you blaming? Referee, technology, all of the above. <laughs> everybody, everybody has some portion of blame. I mean, was it inevitable that? Everybody. Was it inevitable after a hundred days of build-up, the first game back would be a drab nil-nil draw, followed by a terrible sort of VAR of controversy or sort of technology controversy? It was always going to be nil-nil. It was Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. There was no way that was not going to be nil-nil. I don't. How did you watch it? Did you watch it with um, fan noise or without fan noise? Who me? Mm. Adam. Uh, yes. Fan noise. With fan noise. What do you reckon? Uh, I've watched all the all of the games I've watched so far since they've introduced it. I've watched it fan noise. I think it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so the um, the statement released by Hawkeye afterwards said that uh, the seven cameras located in and around that goal were significantly occluded, which is a word I've never heard before, by the goalkeeper, defence, and post. Um, Sheffield United's Jack Robinson made his second Premier League start nine years and 55 days since making his debut for Liverpool. That is a record by uh, outfield players. Nine years yep. for his second oh, Premier League start. Okay. So he made his first start for Liverpool nine years and 50 now, seven days ago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realised it took me a while to realise that there's football outside the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, he's not had a job in Tesco's in the meantime. He's been playing. <laughs> but what if he had? But if he did, that would be fine. Exactly. Of course. Um, do we think that the uh, sometimes my brain does not give me the English word. The you know whoever's in charge in English. Um, El presidente. Have retroactively, yes, awarded <laughs> the goal. Last well, Villa should have done it. Did they have any dignity? Well, yes, but then they didn't because they don't. So no, because I'm I, I fab rules sort of say you can't. So rules being rules and everything, everything was followed to the letter of the law after the shambles in the first place when the technology failed. So that needs looking at. You would have hoped Aston Villa would have let them go down the other end and score. That's interesting, though. I wonder because sometimes there are certain rules that are. Um... It's to do with application of rules that can if rules are aren't applied correctly. Are you saying rules aren't rules? That's why you have the grounds for um, replays, isn't it? This is a very rare sort of situation. So you're looking at them blind, blindly. So I know that there aren't very many occasions where they've ever really happened. But if a referee sort of full on doesn't apply the rule a rule properly, say say a penalty is awarded in the last minute. And then the the time expires, so the referee blows the final whistle and doesn't let the penalty be taken, even though that's against the rules. Under that, you would have uh, there's the possibility that a game could be replayed. I just wonder. I don't almost probably almost definitely not, but I wonder whether we're how far away we are from that. I can remember two occasions where a game has been replayed. First one was Sheffield United Arsenal uh, when no rule was actually broken. And the second time was a Bundesliga game with Bayern Munich. I think they were chasing a title or something like that. They drew a game 1-1 where they should have won. And then they decided to replay the game and they won 4-1. But that was so long ago, I can't remember the actual specifics of, of what happened. But are you saying that rules aren't rules? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Chris. Rules aren't rules. <laughs> God, you're an anarchist. I did, I did think that Henderson was spectacular in goal. Yes, he got man of the match. As he should. That's a good rule. Yes. If you're very good, you should get mad at that. Bit of a headache for... Imagine, <laughs> imagine if Sheffield United missed out on European football because of those points. But it won't be because of that. It'll be because of 38... It'd be funny, though. I mean, it would be funny. I do, I do... I don't really ever buy into that. I always buy into the idea that you should play better than the referees referee the game. So, like Chris is about to say, there's all the other instances. But, however, if Villa stay up with that one point, I will have a very different opinion. <laughs> I quite like Villa, so I'll be quite happy if they stay up. I only want good things to happen to Jack Grealish. I like Jack Grealish's hair. 
And what, were they, what was what was hair like then? Was it? Oh, quite... I loved it. It was like in a sort of half French braid. Yeah. Because but, Cedric... but from the top of his head, it was. Yeah. The French, the French braid, but it started from there. Oh right. Because yeah. Sergio Ramos has come back looking like Tormund and Giant Spain. Oh my God. He took Messi's facial hair. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, so next up, Aston Villa are home to um, Chelsea. Uh, Pepe Reina has kept a clean sheet versus Chelsea in 40% of all Premier League games he's played against them. So after um, the goalkeeping error the other day, maybe you stick safe hands Pepe in goal. I probably watched about 20 of those boring nil-nil games between Jose Mourinho and, uh, <laughs> <Rafa>. <laughs> and Rafa Benitez as well, so... <laughs> Um, if Aston Villa win, it'll be the first time since Spurs in 1986-87 season um, that a team has won on all seven days in the week in one season. That is, that's a stat. It is a stat. Um, and Chelsea have won their last five versus Villa, which is probably the most important stat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think this one's going to go, Emma? I imagine that Chelsea will win. Easily? Yeah. Yeah. So they don't need team after three all. Three nil. Yeah. Okay. You I'm guys. Still a little rubbish, Chris. I think that. <laughs> I know. I, 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 they are very rubbish. I do quite like Aston Villa, so I, I'm, maybe I'm sort of hoping it's hope that they stay up. But yeah, I think you're right. They're not much cop, are they? Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Emma's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one three one. Okay. Uh, and next up for Sheffield United, they are away to Newcastle um, in the Steve Bruce managing derby. Uh, Newcastle, um, I've got no long, uh, either Longstaff brother or Matt Ritchie. Um, what? I'm just Rashford just sorry. Straight down, didn't I thought. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just thought you. I just thought. I just thought you were really affected by that news. That was all. <laughs> I'm also trying to work out when Steve Bruce managed Sheffield, Sheffield United. He was the manager when they played that game against Arsenal. He was the one that brought them off. Not like that, but took them off the pitch. Okay. There you go. Um, yeah, so Newcastle against promoted teams have got clean sheets in five out of their last six games. Uh, although Sheffield United have only conceded 12 away all season. That's the second best in the league. Um, what do we reckon to this one? Is all this transfer? They're not trying to take over. Talk about Newcastle. Is that going to affect them on the pitch? Do you think? No. No. They always have that kind of chaos going on. Yeah. Don't they? I suppose right. to... Yeah. This is this is this isn't news. <clears throat> They're immune to it, I suppose, aren't they? Um, what do you reckon to this one then? Sounds like a draw. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think Sheffield United will win. I think you might Roswell Jesse. Um, I would like Sheffield to win just because of this goal medal. Justice. Like they deserve a little nice thing. Have... That, so that's a very, 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 very honourable point. <laughs> Do you think that um, the teams that have got, got to play in these <clears throat> catch-up games days before are an advantage because they've played games or a disadvantage because they've played games you know when you someone's been dive bombed um you know when you play um football for the first time in ages and you wake up the next day and you feel rough as anything don't you for a little bit i don't know whether they're going to feel like that or whether because they've had some sort of pre-season training or um or you know whether that uh, whether they're sort they of really... are professional athletes they are, but they're... <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a big distinction. They are professional athletes. Are you suggesting they've got and different they levels of fitness than me? And trainers and <laughs> they don't drink eight pints before going. Well... I certainly don't do that. I come home and have a bowl of cornflakes afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I, I, I would imagine it's probably better if you've already played. Um, I don't know what Jesse and Emma think. I really don't feel like Arsenal are going to be at any sort of advantage after having played midweek. So I'm not, I'm not sure that really stacks up in any way. No. Okay. I will say something controversial and say they weren't terrible in the first half. Oh, so, okay, uh, let's, let's talk about that then. So that's Manchester City 3, Arsenal 0, wasn't it? Yeah. They weren't they terrible were ter in the first. Terrible. They were terrible. 
Is that a high? Is that, what sort of bar is that to set? Half an hour. They weren't terrible. That's, yeah. That's damning with faint praise. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they need something. Um, and... I'm not even sure I agree with the faint praise either. Uh... <laughs> it all went wrong as soon as David Luiz came on. Yeah. Say? Let's talk about him. Yeah. Okay, so he was at fault for the first goal. Although someone has pointed out on a podcast, I can't which one it was I stole from, but um, it was he made the most he obvious error, but it was quite a collective error by Arsenal due to people not tracking Sterling and um, Kevin De Bruyne being allowed to make that pass. Yeah. Uh, Ke- Kevin De Bruyne was on one in that game. So as much as you can talk about Arsenal not being terrible, Kevin De Bruyne was, was playing like he'd never, never missed a beat and could have put three or four goals on for Man City before they scored their first goal. Okay. Um, and then conceding the penalty, are we agreed it was a penalty as well? Yeah. Should he have been sent off? I'm not sure about the no. triple whammy punishment. I wasn't sure he should have been sent off. So the, the rule is that he, the, the idea is that he didn't make any attempts to play, the, he wasn't making any attempt to play the ball, which is where you can be sent off. However, I don't, I personally don't feel that that was a sort of an egregious, violent foul. Um, and I feel that that punishment was kind of harsh. Mm. Um, I think by the letter of the law, it was the application was correct. I just think the rules are a bit of an ass. Okay. Um, Emma? Uh, it's definitely a penalty. Um, but yeah, I think I think the sending off was a bit harsh. Yeah. It could have given him more comedy value if he just stayed on. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see him playing for um, Arsenal again? Because um, no, they were ex- yeah, they were exactly equivocal uh, afterwards. Was he Arteta talking about it? Except I think he probably had to because they don't have anybody else. Yeah, I mean everybody's injured. Yes, yeah, Socrates is injured, isn't he? So, I, I mean, do they have anybody? I think it's easier to count who's not at this point. Like, their no, bench is not deep. Two players go off in stretches in the game. Yeah. But his contract does expire in 11 days. And he, I believe that they're sort of, the understanding is that they're wrangling over the length of his new contract. Um, Can it be for 11 days? <laughs> Um, I, I, yeah, I read something about them saying that they don't think they can afford to keep him. Well, I think he's on, uh, reportedly on 200 grand a week. David Luiz! That'll be fine. And um, you, he was playing for PSG, remember? Just heyday. <sighs> um, so, uh, I, I think uh, the argument is that he wants, uh, Arsenal want to extend him for another year and he wants a a two-year deal. I mean, I want a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that I should have them. <laughs> this is very true. Um, I, mean, I like the idea that you said you're self-aware enough that they say that you shouldn't even have them. Not even just that you, you want No, I, mean, I should not get to marry Hector Bellerin. I shouldn't, but I want to. Um, we all want to, though. I know! <laughs> Mesut Ozil was left on... He wasn't even on the bench, actually. He was um, he was dropped completely from the squad for, quote-unquote, tactical reasons, according to Mikel Arteta. Um, has he got a future at Arsenal? It seems a very strange re- reason to drop him. Um, does Mesut Ozil strike you as someone who's going to come out of lockdown in a, in a, in a top physical position? <laughs> OK, maybe not. <laughs> someone who's got an amazing Fortnite high score now. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. He and Jordan Henderson were playing each other from their tents. Uh, and then, of course, the collision between Eric Garcia and Edison. Um, oh. was Has there a... been an update? Because that looked really bad. Yeah, apparently he's fine. Really? Okay, good. Was it one of those ones where Sky didn't show the replay? Did Sky show a replay? Um B yeah. in sports where I was watching it showed the replay a bunch of times, but then he just you know when like players don't move and mm. that looks worse. Mm. Yeah. Um, who was? It's not the first name I would imagine for being a centre back for Manchester City. Where was um? Where was John Stones and Laporte or Fernandinho? What? You don't want to name the actual centre backs as opposed to Fernandinho. <laughs> 
the Fernandinho's played at centre back this season. So I, I did say. I, yeah, said, well, I, probably, I probably, I probably would have gone with Nicolas Otamendi before. I, I forgot about Otamendi. Nobody should go with Nicolas. Otamendi. I did say, um, I did say <laughs> Laporte and John Stones. Yeah, but Laporte was on the pitch. Was it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't watching. So I'm saying, what? Why was he playing ahead of other centre backs, Eric Garcia? Did he have a good game until then? Um, um, well, Arsenal were rubbish and then I hadn't had a shot on target, so... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was it strange that... Eder- I know this is hard like, to read into, but Ederson, I mean, crap, like, must have felt the impact of that. And then everybody else, even the Arsenal players, like, crowded around to see how Eric Garcia was and Ederson stayed back. He might have felt really bad. Well, I might have felt really bad. Do you think bad. his neck tattoo upset him too much? Like... <laughs> You know when you've done something really wrong, you get that horrible feeling in your tummy. You don't really want That's to look. That's what I wondered. Maybe he's feeling like, oh, very shit. bad. Yeah. Have, have, do any of you guys read David Squires? Who's, uh, David Squires has a whole bit about how the, um, the rave tattoo on his neck talks to him like the devil on someone's shoulder, telling him to do bad things. <laughs> no, but I love that. It's so. I mean, that tattoo must be covering up a really bad decision tattoo because there's <laughs> no other excuse. It's so upsetting. If you want bad tattoos, look at the guy from 21 Pilots. I, I can't because I can't look at anything aside from Ederson's neck. This like, is... It's so big. It's like it's eating his face. <laughs> this guy... I thought this guy was wearing mittens, but he literally got his hands tattooed black. There's no covering. There's no, there's no like pattern or anything. His hands are black and he's got the same <laughs> on his neck. Looks like he's wearing um, a polo neck. Um, okay, so uh, next up for Arsenal, they are away to Brighton. Brighton, who've got zero um, Premier League wins in 2020. And Arsenal without Pablo Mari, Granit Xhaka, David Luiz, uh, Lucas Torreira, and Socrates. Um, although zero, zero Premier League wins, you say? In 2020. What a surprise that they didn't want to they didn't want to carry on the season, eh? <laughs> but listen, Arsenal suck away so much that this is like their what if they can't do this. Yeah. If they can't beat Arsenal away. But you know what? Arsenal are unbeaten in twenty three Premier League games that kick off at three o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> is it away from home though? Uh, yes. All those but Chris, all those three o'clock games that you talk about. Yeah. None of them were were available on TV in the UK, so does that change everything? Well, I don't know. I mean, presumably as well, they're only playing sort of like Burnley or something because any of the decent teams they'd be playing, they, they would be on telly on a Sunday, wouldn't they? So, which <laughs> Arsenal are winless in 26 versus the traditional big six. They've drawn, drawn 10 and lost 16, so that's where they've sort of come unstuck, I suppose, isn't it? Oh, dear. Um, how do you feel Arsenal get on against Brighton? That's a face, Jesse. You what, sorry? I'm going to give this one to Brighton. Are you? Yeah. I, mean, I keep trying to be nice to Graham Potter, but now I just don't want nice things to happen to Brighton. So, <laughs> it... Do you see Arsenal, this Arsenal, with this dilapidated squad away from home? So the thing is, that Arsenal team... On Wednesday night, were terrible. As much yeah. as you want to claim that they weren't they terrible, were not so <laughs> I did in the first half. I didn't listen. <laughs> they they were terrible, but at the beginning of the game, when I saw that team on paper, I quite liked it. Yeah, so did I. Me too. Yeah. Beyond the centre backs, I was quite happy with what I was what I was putting out, and thought, oh, this could be a competitive game. So, can they get that together and put out, bring out a result against a team as rubbish as Brighton? Yeah, I think they probably can. Uh, and next up for Manchester City, they are at home to Burnley. Um, Aguero's got nine in nine versus Burnley, uh, and Sean Dyche has lost eight times um, to City. Well, that's good because I had him as my fantasy football captain, and he started on the fucking Sean Dyche, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, Sean. <laughs> are we going for anything other than a Manchester City win here? No, no, of course not. No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, so we're recording this on a Friday night. Um, Norwich had just lost 3-0 at home, was it, to Southampton? Yeah, okay. Uh, I noticed a golden assist for Danny Ings, who's in my fancy team. Um, and currently, Spurs are playing Manchester United. Adam, yeah. it Wait, is... Wait, do you want to tell me? Hold on, I'll, I'll take my thing and then... Okay, go. You have to, you have to hope she doesn't lip read now as well. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you want me to tell you the score? Go on, you tell us the score. Tottenham are one nil up um, and have uh, have Manchester United on the ropes from the counter attack. There's been 
a good Manchester United had had one good chance where Rashford sort of scores. Um, a good save from David, um, from David Luiz. He's he's done good saves to Tottenham. They got bigger problems from Hugo <laughs> Luiz. Um, uh, but um, Son has also for, forced a great save from David de Gea. So um, this is a good game. Is Kane playing? A very good game. Uh, 34, 30, we're in the 35th minute now. Is, is Harry Kane playing? Harry Kane is playing, yeah. Is he? Okay. Um, someone this week on Twitter that did suggest that after everything Marcus Rashford has done, um, he would quite like um, Marcus Rashford to have only nice things from here on in. But if he could have like a sort of pain-free injury that meant he couldn't play this Friday against his own Spurs side, then <laughs> he wouldn't be too upset. <laughs> well, I'll have to wait and see, but I... Um... Uh, this is a spoiler, Jesse, but one that you'll be uh, quite—you'll uh, be happy enough with. Um, that I put uh, Marcus Rashford in my fantasy football team because I just felt that narrative was so powerful. <laughs> no, no way he wasn't going to score today. Um, so still waiting on that. But I also think he should have all nice things. I'd prefer if some of those things waited until like later in the day today. But <laughs> he should have all nice things. Fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, we'll get to some of the weekend games. Watford versus Leicester in the Jordan Stewart derby. Um, Troy Deeney, in his last six games at home, has scored four goals and got two assists. Um, Adam, I don't know where I heard it from this week, but apparently it's his girlfriend that's designed the badges that are going to be worn on the players' shirts as part of the Black Lives Matter thing. What, the I circle? Think... The, the black circle that says Black Lives Matter? No, he also was... A one of the key negotiators with between the players and the league. We say nice things about Troy Deeney this week. <laughs> Try. Jesse, Jesse, that we does not speak for us. <laughs> um, since Nigel Pearson has arrived uh, at Watford, he's got 13 points at home, which is only second to Liverpool. Um, so he's making Vicarage Road some sort of fortress, whether that's got any sort of in empty stadium, whether that means anything... Weren't they starting to? Weren't their results starting to fall away though? They beat. Am Liverpool. I misremembering that? I'm not sure. They beat Liverpool in the league, didn't they? Let me have a quick look. See if I feel got... like just as just as Liverpool were starting to become rubbish, so were Watford. It was the, the two were intrinsically linked. Oh really? Well, what what is it? Liverpool are like two and six, Chris. You've got to be concerned about that form. Um, if we if I'm still sort of thinking about that form in maybe a month's time, then yes, I probably will be. At the moment, I feel okay. Uh, let me have a look at Watford's form, see if I can get it on the Premier League stats. Here we go. Uh, that doesn't help. No, I can't. <laughs> um, okay, so um, Leicester haven't won at Watford since the season they won the title. Although Jamie Vardy could get his hundred Premier League hundredth Premier League goal, which would be pretty nice for him. Um, Leicester were on a bit of a, a, a sort of negative run, weren't they, as, as um, lockdown happened? But again, it's hard to know whether that means anything at all right now. There's been a lot of talk about Ben Chilwell, hasn't there? So whether that affects him or not, who knows? I find yeah, it I think... crazy now that we have all of the major European league uh, back playing back playing football. We have a time scale for the Champions League. We have all of these things, but. We haven't decided to do anything about the transfer market or <laughs> players' contracts. So players have any idea? Yeah, I'm going to get onto Ryan Fraser in a minute, but yeah, I, I agree with what he's saying. Um, sorry, Emma, were you going to say something? Me? Yes, I thought you went to talk, and then Adam talked over you. Oh no, no, no! You haven't got anything to say? <laughs> Literally nothing. Brilliant. <laughs> Why did we get her on this podcast again? Literally nothing. <laughs> I got you on one week as a bit of therapy after you lost to Liverpool in the Champions League and, you know, you're all spent a year later. Now I've got nothing to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Jesse, have you got anything to say about this? I know I'm done. Nope, nope. I'm done. Brilliant. Nope, all worded out. Fair enough. Okay, um, West Ham versus Wolves in the Matt Jarvis derby. Um, West Ham need Michael Antonio firing um, because I get the feeling he does... I get a feeling he's one of those sort of players that goes under the radar, but does tend to achieve quite a lot um, with regards to positive play for his team. Um, he's gone 516 minutes against Wolves with zero goals. Uh, 
And Wolves are unbeaten in nine in the Premier League in London. I, we were talking last week, weren't we, about something that could happen. And I've got a feeling that West Ham could sink. West Ham are also rubbish. Um, <laughs> also didn't want the football. Also didn't want the season to start. No, they didn't, uh, did they? Let's have bad things happen to West Ham. <laughs> Do you know what? I quite agree with you. These are the rules now. What's that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you got something to say now? Come. What's that? What's the rules? <laughs> <laughs> if the team didn't want the league to restart, then bad things should happen to them. And West Ham are rubbish anyway, so. I mean, if so they go down. Sort of the bad things are already happening to them. Yeah. If they go down, it's one less London stadium for me to be able to go to, but a rubbish one, so... So, okay, let's have a look at the championship teams that are that could help you next season if West Ham go down. No, there's none, I don't think, is there? Is there not? The playoffs. Brentford. Uh, Fulham. Fulham, Brentford. Fulham and Brentford. That's two. Yeah. Okay, so if... Only one of them, only one of them could really... Or Fulham could maybe get... Automatic, couldn't they? Fulham are six points behind West Brom. So, yeah, okay. So you lose West Ham, but you gain Fulham in automatic pl- place and Brentford get a, a, with the playoffs. You'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Plus, you don't have to go to that stadium you don't like either. So, well, I still have to go to Salah's Park, though. What's from Salah's Park? Wow. Well, the Eagle. Well, you know, you haven't got the problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It might, be like we, it might be like on some sort of puppet string or something. <laughs> terrible view. You're on the side oh, of the pitch, aren't you? Don't let, don't, don't let me rant about how bad Sir's Park is again. Keep going. Come on. Yeah? Okay. All right. Okay. So is anyone... If Crystal Palace are the next game, or we can talk about Crystal Palace, I have a very sincere question. Um, if, you're st- if you're over 70, you're still supposed to technically be shielding. Is Roy Hodgson going to be allowed at the game? Maybe he's going to be inside some sort of Churchill-like statue, um, sort of have, uh, block. Maybe we've had that discussion already. We have. Like we... Emma mentioned it just last, last week, I think. So we'll talk... uh, I was going to bring that up next, actually, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace, because I was going to mention Ryan Fraser, who has, um, I think he's pretty much down tools, doesn't he? His contract ends on the 30th of June and is refusing to play again for Bournemouth. Um, I've seen... I mean, I listened to the BT Sport podcast today and everyone on there was saying he was pretty much a disgrace. I'm kind of with him, to be honest. Is anybody... Called him in a space. It was, was this Robbie Savage. No, this was uh, the BT Sport podcast. So this was Mike Calvin with a couple of other people saying he should be playing for Bournemouth. Come what may, they pretty much sort of made him and they need him at this moment. If I was him, I'd, I, I'd, I'd sort of possibly take the same action he's done. I'd refuse to play because if you break your leg in the next sort of few weeks, then that's you done and you're out of contract. Even though yeah, the team get relegated. I think that there could have been a solution here but that they've not really thought about, and that is that, from my detailed understanding from playing football manager, is that <laughs> when players are out of contract, um, they are they're allowed to negotiate up in the last six months with teams abroad, but not with teams in their own country. Mm. So that means that that Fraser probably wants to stay in England, but isn't allowed to negotiate or sign a contract. With... Is that why Leroy Sané can talk with Bayern? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, at the moment, if we relax that rule, he could potentially sign a pre-contract with an English club, agree to play for Bournemouth, could ha- they, the, the two clubs could um, come up with the necessary sort of insurance packages required to cover that sort of time, and everyone would be happy. But otherwise... I completely agree with you, Chris. He's got he's protecting his livelihood. I don't know what what um, Ryan Fraser is currently being paid, but I, my understanding is that he's looking for a contract in the region of a hundred thousand pounds a week, which I imagine is far in excess of what he's currently being paid at Bournemouth. Um, yeah, why would he risk that on an ACL injury or a broken leg or right. um, being absolutely flattened by Edison when he played Manchester? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it was an example of. Um... I think it was Danny Welbeck entering the last sort of year of his contract at Arsenal and he's uh, injured himself with a, a broken leg or something like that as well. So it's um, it must be a horrible situation for a player to be in, especially when you know that your career is only limited anyway. So I think I don't really have any problem with what he's doing. Um, ladies, you got any issues with what Ryan Fraser's doing? I think he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Jesse? Yeah, yeah I agree. I think, you know, everything that you guys 
said is true. Players are, I know we often, we, here's my royal we, Adam, that includes none of us, um, don't like to think of them as like human beings, but they are and they need to look out for themselves. Would you, how would you feel if this was Deli Ali? I would be devastated and I would understand because he's a human being <laughs> with like a future and a future family. Okay. But the thumb says that you just don't understand. No? Hmm? There you go. Am I the only one who knows any spur songs in this podcast? Sorry, I didn't hear you. You went. You're very quiet. You've gone very quiet. Yeah. I don't think you understand. He's singing my song. You like were whispery for a minute, and I heard the sun says, and I was about to question why you were reading the sun. The song, not the sun. All right. It did sound like you were down a well. It did. You need Sting to come dig you out. Ross is going to turn me off now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so last game of the weekend is Everton versus Liverpool in the Gary Ablett derby. Um, Liverpool need two wins for the title, thanks to um, Manchester City, uh, their win the other night. Andre Gomez is available, but Yerry Mina, Fabian Delph and Theo Walcott are all out. Liverpool haven't got any injury concerns at all. Um, six out of the last seven uh, Merseyside derbies at Goodison have ended in a draw. Um you ready to rain on our parade? It's what we do best. Can you sing the song? What song? Rain on my parade. I've never heard it. <laughs> oh my god! Really? How I would both really of you like one of you to just bust out Birth. into a music yeah. number? It would be so What's, good. What's it from? Give us a couple bars. This is Barbara Streisand classics. No, really? I don't even know what to do with this. Adam, here's your musical moment for the week. Come on. Don't, all right. You know what? Later, when we're done, we're the all only, going to listen I'm, to you. The only thing I can remember Barbara Streisand in is Down and Out in Beverly Hills. That's the only thing I can remember in it. I've never, ever seen or heard or seen or anything. South Park. She was good in South Park. Oh, my God. Oh my. Don't know, sorry. What do they teach you in those schools? Not about Barbara Streisand. We don't learn about they black do. history or Barbara Streisand. That's two well, things we don't learn about. These are huge problems. <laughs> uh, okay, Liverpool are unbeaten um, in 21 fixtures versus in 21 games versus Everton in all competitions. In fact, since Everton last beat Liverpool, 47 different people have gone into outer space. Please don't ask us to name them. <laughs> uh, Homer Simpson, Neil Armstrong, <laughs> Dog, <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin, those two fellas from Planet of the Apes, <laughs> Matt Damon, Bruce Willis, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, I think Tom Hanks stayed in Houston while the rest of them were in outer space, right? Or was Tom Hanks in no, space? No, he went to space. He went to space. Okay, yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill. And you don't know Mark Hamill. I think they were already in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Everton are beating seven at home in the Premier League, but one thing they have to come up against is what? I feel like I've lost. Nothing. You. Carry on. <laughs> Okay, uh, Everton have beaten in seven Premier League games at home, but they are up against Divock Origi, my baby, and the goat. Oh. Scored five in seven versus Everton in all competitions. Who Poss needs Timo Werner, right? Exactly, exactly. Quite possibly one of the greatest human beings ever to have lived, Timo Werner. Uh, Timo Werner, um, Divock Origi. <laughs> Damn it. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got like Obama, Mandela, and Origi. Timo Werner. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think it's going to go, Adam? Are you looking forward to this one? No, absolutely not. These aren't, <laughs> these aren't games you look forward to, Chris. Okay, endure. It's on preview, this isn't it? Or it's on on free to air. God, it's an outrage. What are you doing? Get to watch my Premier League football. Bloody right. Now <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which, I'm going to put on my TV now. Um. Yeah, so um, you're not confident. I didn't say I'm not confident. No, I'm not confident. But um, 
Like Liverpool are rubbish now. It's fine. They haven't. They don't win very many games anymore. Lost four out of six, haven't they? Yeah. Still on for a record points total. Still on for 109 points in the Premier League at the minute. I mean, we'll see. I mean, to be honest, if we did it by one goal, goal difference, I would be happy. Still gonna have that asterisk. Who cares? <laughs> I've got my obelix. You do, by having to, every time you have to tell us that you don't care, that's that, that, that's us knowing. That's just someone caring. <laughs> okay, I do care. There, <laughs> that showed you. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, Liverpool have looked pretty good in the lockdown. I mean, I've I've watched. Uh, maybe it's only because I've sort of really watched Liverpool in in the sort of training in the lockdown. Wait, not seen Everton. They played Blackburn Rovers. They did. I don't think you can judge how good they look against a team that plays in League One, <laughs> Two. Uh, Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn won the Premier League before Liverpool won it. Yeah, but that was many, many, many years ago. I mean, I think you need to be really careful about your tensing there because. The Blackburn, Blackburn have still won it before Liverpool won it. Liverpool have not won the Premier League. <laughs> that's how I was trying to. Yeah, that's right. That was how I was trying to phrase it. Yeah, um, but they, I've seen them in sort of practice games and stuff. They do look quite sharp. They don't be catered gold the but other why, week. Why have you been watching Liverpool versus Liverpool bibs? Have you not got anything more <laughs> going on? Well, I know it sort of comes up on my Twitter feed, so I sort of. Where's the A League? A <laughs> A League might not come back. Fox Sports have um, have pulled the plug on their sort of sponsorship of the A-League, so it might not come back at all this Good season. What? Um... <laughs> How very day. Oh. So, so, so Chris, by, the, by the, the standard of watching Liverpool train, decided <laughs> that they're, they're in tip-top shape. And yeah. of course, you are unbiased in that view. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen any other teams train, so Liverpool are the best I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> Actually, I did oh, see Marcus Rashford this week. Everton win two 0 now. Unstoppable. It's gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah. Adam, say it. Now you've done this. <laughs> Adam, shoulders out, chest back, go and say it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> Go on, ladies, you help us. You give us sort of an unbiased opinion of what you think is going to happen. Jesse, what do you reckon? I think that Andre Gomes is just so handsome and is doing a really great job. And, um, and you know, Adam's haircut looks great. And um, he deserves all the nice things. Okay, Emma? So... Well, Everton have all of the ex-Barcelona players, so how could they possibly fail? You're welcome, Adam. <laughs> okay. I think Everton are going to win as well. Right. <laughs> this is where we... Um... Huh? Do you really think that? Yes. <laughs> Come on. You always think Barcelona are going to lose, don't you? I'm watching them right now. No, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it. Oh, there's no score, don't worry. There's no score. Okay, is Suarez okay? Can we wrap him in bubble wrap? (laughs) He's been running around for eight minutes and he's totally fine. Okay. When when do you think Uruguay are going to play next? What does it matter? All of my babies have to be okay and protected and safe. Because you know the second they announce a match, like, there goes a hamstring. Well, you won't have to worry about any son Cavani pulling a hamstring for PSG it's anymore, will you? <laughs> <laughs> he's leaving at the end of the season. Oh, he's, he's leaving, isn't he, at the end of this month? Good. They I'm really looking forward to him signing for Liverpool instead of Tino <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch the mental... Then we'll gym. see. <laughs> You'll see the most conflicted human being possible. Right, that's the Premier League then. We'll do a little bit of, um, of the European leagues because I'm sure he won't listen this far. Um... Okay, so we'll start in Spain, uh, and um, at the moment Barcelona are, are away at Seville. Okay. Uh, Real Sociedad are playing Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid are going to play Real Valladolid. Um, so top of Barcelona, sixty-four points, two points ahead of. Oh, sorry, Real Madrid played yesterday. They're not playing again today, are they? They're playing again this weekend. 
Okay. They're playing on Sunday. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, they're on 16 points, two points behind Barcelona. Then it's Sevilla in um, third, nine points behind them. And then last Champions League places at Atleti Madrid. And then um, they are 49 points, two ahead of Getafe and Real Sociedad. So plenty to play for at the top of uh, the Spanish league, isn't there, Emma? We should probably talk about the goal that uh, Karim Benzema scored after. Oh, shall we ever? God. Because it was excellent. I'm not one to praise Real Madrid in any shape or way, but it was fantastic. I mean, um, Asensio's goal wasn't bad either to, uh, before that. but. And it's like the fairy tale that is behind the Asensio goal because he's been out injured for 11 months. Yeah. And, and that, that was, was his first, first touch. touch. Yeah, <laughs> they were so thrilled for him too, which was yes. like they were. Yeah, um, Valencia rubbish in the second half. <laughs> oh god, it, they gave up. I mean, that was like that were was... they terrible, Jesse? Would you describe them as terrible? I would say they were worse than Arsenal in the second <laughs> half. A tale of two halves. I think when they hit the post and had that goal disallowed by VAR, I think maybe that all the sort of stuffing was knocked out of there, wasn't it? But you still have to play. It was the correct like, decision, just sort though. of. I was very jealous of the efficiency of, of Spanish <laughs> system working. It, it just works. You take our time over these things. No, no, I, I, I just thought it just worked. Make sure it, it just... works. Yeah, the people yeah. that the, the the Spanish Hawkeye people like they put on pause. They had a merienda. They talked about it. They looked it over. <laughs> then they binged the watch. <laughs> I don't know. I, am, am I some sort of being not, not? What's the opposite of spoil? Um, neglected as a, a neglected as a as a as a an English football fan, thinking that I thought that they did a really good job. It didn't take too, I don't think it took too long. No, it quicker it than it ever takes. Longer than it normally does. No, it it well, works. And you guys, you guys don't even know you're born. Honestly, France, <laughs> Germany, Spain, Italy, it works a whole lot better than it does in this country. Yeah, and that's why it blows my mind that you, for allegedly the best league in the world you can't use the technology have you not been paying attention to the news coming out of great britain the last few months <laughs> wait are we gonna have this competition because i still win no apparently you don't there was an official ruling in the who's the worst ruling. government the only, the only people who beat us are belgium they're the only ones who did it worse jesse according to oh, the study mm, um, yeah but that's because we're still in it <laughs> um, there are um a couple of stories from La Liga this week. Um, Neymar lost his court battle against Good. Barcelona, which is hilarious. That's one way to get him. Unpaid bonuses or something. Yeah, he was suing you know what? 43 million euros and he has to pay us 6.7 million euros in compensation for being a He dick. might as well lose some court battle. I don't <laughs> give a shit which court battle at this point, but like, good. Just and from... Sorry, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, before, before we move away from that, that Valencia goal, why was it? Dis- I'm not saying it was the. I think it was right, but did they actually ever say why it was disallowed? Was it for? Did they? Was it offside or was it a foul? It was for offside. It was offside. Okay. Sorry, mm-hmm. what were you saying, Emma? Oh, uh, before the game, uh, the Real Magic game, you noticed that they brought out a shirt which said. Uh, all lives matter. Unsue on it, where, um, because uh, the former Barcelona coach um, Juan Carlos Unsue has been diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Oh. Uh, he used to manage Girona, and he was co- goalkeeper coach uh, Barcelona when Pep Guardiola was in charge. Uh, and he had a press conference a couple days ago to say that he'd been diagnosed with motor neuron disease. He can't be that old. How old is he? Uh, I think he's in his 40s. Oh, God. Oh, so he's 53. Hmm. Which was really, really sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, okay. sorry, go on. Uh, no, I, I, I was going to say something, but I realized it was last week, so I didn't know if you already spoke about um, the shirt tribute that um, Costa... Yes. Did after his goal. Yeah, no, we didn't yeah, talk about it, so you want to mention that if you can. He brought Emma, out a shirt yeah. which uh, had the name of one of the uh, Medical Madrid uh, women's players. She had a brain tumor? Yeah, and they operated, I think. 
nice guy. He's got a heart of gold. Yeah, it was very nice. It was really nice to see them. It was really sweet. Yeah. I always quite and like. She thanked him. I always quite like Diego Costa when he's over here. <laughs> he's a bit of a scamp. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say you liked him for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, big game down the bottom this weekend in Spain as well, isn't it? So it's Leganes bottom versus third bottom um, Real Mallorca, isn't it? Wasn't that earlier? Was it? Is that already taken place? Is it? Yeah, it okay. was one one. Oh right, okay. I don't know. I've done things since I wrote I this down. I thought you were complaining about having to watch Leganes. Oh, well, they, yes, that's right. You literally The reason I wrote that down is because the sporting director for Real Mallorca, Adam, are you aware who that is? No. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Um, English. Don't give me a clue. Just tell me who it is. <laughs> Left back. <laughs> Would a Premier League medal with Blackburn Rooms. Shall I just tell you, Adam? Yeah, please. Don't tell him. Give him more clues. <laughs> also play for Southampton and Chelsea. Middle name is Daisy. Favourite colour is green. <laughs> My breakfast is Weedabix. My mate at uni once served him at Sainsbury's in Preston. The more he goes on, the, the kind of foods I like. like. Emma, can you just tell me who it is? It has a cat named Sergio. <laughs> okay, moving on, Chris. <laughs> Did you hear who it was? Yeah, I heard whatever said. Yeah. Okay, that's quite interesting. That was all. Uh, it's in... not interesting at all. No. <laughs> no, but you know what all that made me realize is that the next time we do quizzes, I should really come up with the the um, clues because I'm so good at it. Definitely I... all about Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite musical is Funny Girl. I always thought Graham was so looked like the Winged Monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. If you ever see those. Oh. He looks very similar to them. Um, right. In Germany, Bayern are champions on top on 76 points. Dortmund second on 66. Then it's RB in, on 63 points. Uh, Bayern in the last um, Champions League place on 60. A point ahead of Munchen Gladbach. So, uh, game of the weekend is probably Red Bull Leipzig versus Borussia Dortmund. Um, it's not Red Bull Leipzig. RB Leipzig. And then it's Hertha Berlin versus Bayer, and then Paderborn versus Gladbach. In Italy, the Serie A is back. Um, Napoli won the Coppa Italia this week. They beat Juventus on penalties. Uh, poor Sari. Poor Sari gets sure, to. I just like when Juventus loses. That was not. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> poor Sari gets to a final involving Napoli and still doesn't win. Um, and Juventus missed their first two penalties. So Alex Merritt in goal, who was playing only because David Ospina was injured, um, managed to save a couple. So. Um, not a full programme this weekend. Juventus top on 63, a point ahead of Lazio, Inter on 54 and Napoli on 48. So Bologna are playing Juventus and Inter are playing Sampdoria, which is probably the tie of the um, the weekend. Um, Adam, you asked me to mention this. Uh, finally, this is the Champions League and the Europa League. So it's going to take place in Porto in August. So uh, on the 7th and the 8th of August, so the Champions League are going to be the um, second legs of the last 16. Uh, then you're going to have... I know I, I like to correct you, um, Chris, but I'm pretty sure it's taking place in Lisbon. <laughs> I, I would have just gone with Portugal. Do you know what I should... <laughs> keep, keep it broad. Less likely to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to keep looking while I talk through this. Um, okay, yes. Yeah. your enemy here. Sorry? I said precision has been your enemy. <laughs> it has, isn't it? <laughs> I think you were saying you were going to add the gal on the end of Porto Port, Gal. Port, yes, where it. You, you just took a breath. Porto Gal. Uh, okay, yeah. so um, the first, uh, so they're going to be one-legged affairs from the quarterfinal onwards. Um, and quarterfinals and semifinals with the uh, final taking place on the 23rd of August. How do we feel about this, guys? Um I was listening to a podcast with Guillaume Balaguer earlier on who wasn't happy about this. He feels that this is going to encourage uh, negative football. Guillaume Balaguer is a Spanish uh, broadcaster, Emma. He's on over here a lot. Um, I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he thought this would bring out quite a lot of negative play. And he, although he felt there was no alternative, he's not happy with it. So what do you guys think? Speaking as, so, speaking as a Barcelona fan, I would fucking love one-legged <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be great. What if oh, what? Hold on, the, the semi-finals are going to be played over one leg now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What if the leg they're playing would technically be the second leg? Does that mean you'd choke in that one game? 
How does it work for um, Valencia? Oh, no, wait, that's you. Is it going to be the same for the Europa League? Uh, Europa League is going to take place on the 5th and 6th of August, the last 16, yeah, and then one legs um, in the quarter and semi-finals and then the final. Valencia and Atalanta are halfway through their tie. Yes. I think they're, they're finishing those. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, who do you feel this is going to impact the most? Because the French teams are going to have a hell of a delay from ending their season. So that's Lille and PSG. They're going to play a last 16 game and then that could be it. So that's going to affect the quite Bayern have only got two, uh, Germany have only got two games left in their season. PSG so that's going to affect the... Gonna play, PSG aren't even going to play a last 16 game, right? They finished the... They knocked Dortmund out. So this, oh. they've, got, they've got an even longer delay then. Wait, should I take my fingers out? Sorry. I realised how loud I did that. I apologise. Carry on. Yeah, so PSG is still in the tournament in the last eight. So yeah, they got their season ended back in March and they're not going to play till August, are they? Damn it, it's Lisbon. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's Lisbon, Chris. It's all over there, isn't it? I'm also shocked at how long it took you to Google that. <laughs> I'm old, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, how do you feel about Balagay's assessment? Do you think that's fair, or I think he's an idiot. I don't think <laughs> an idiot. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Building on what Emma said, <laughs> he's like the how could you possibly sit half there? of Valencia? He, he literally said, "Does." Come up with a better option then, but you've admitted that there isn't one. So, what are you complaining about? Well, the fact that he thinks it's going to teams in a one-off game are going to be worried about making a mistake um, that they got less time to rectify, um, which is where he thinks the negative play is going to come from. Oh, as opposed to teams who don't want to concede a goal at home because an away goal is so so dangerous in a two-legged tie. Those very same teams. Yeah, how many? completely boring nil-nil second legs has there been because one team's won one-nil in the first leg? A lot. It's not like there's not going to be negative football, whatever. He's an idiot. Is he an idiot or just a man with a different opinion to you? No. He's, he's, also, he's also aware of the, that the, um, like this thing called the World Cup plays semi-finals over single legs and seems to be doing alright. It's not a new concept. He's an idiot, Chris. <laughs> okay. I don't agree with him, but I'm just reading out what he said. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so you agree. You agree with him, and you represent him. <laughs> I'm quite excited about this. this I am him. Um, I'm quite excited about this. It does seem quite fun for a couple of weeks, doesn't it? I mean, it, it's been terrible, and hundreds of thousands of people have died. But it's been great for the football fixtures. I get, I get to see sort of all this football all in one go over a course of a few weeks. It's fantastic this summer. Oh boy. Ad- Adam's <laughs> listeners, Adam's nodding his head in agreement. <laughs> when are the semi-finals going to be played? They, is there a chance that there's going to be one on my birthday? That's what I want to know. Yeah, my birthday's on the 22nd of August, so I'm very much hoping Barcelona aren't going to lose the semi-final on my birthday. Oh, so you're, that, that takes place between the Europa League final and the Champions League final. You should get so yourself to Lisbon. Answer the question. When are the games? Fans, are they? Yeah, but I know they're not going to have fans, but you can sort of still... Uh, what, you have to add on the semi-finals? Yeah. 15th and 18th of August, that's the Champions League, and 16th and 17th for the Europa League. That's a shame. When's your birthday? The 19th. No, oh, no. Adam, are you going to... 19th, that's the semi-final. You just said the 18th, they were on the 18th. 18th and 19th for the Champions League. Okay, that's not what you said, but okay. It is what I said. Um, that, that, good news for me. Um, Emma, isn't the bo- isn't the border to Portugal still closed as well? It is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hundreds <laughs> of miles long. <laughs> hundreds of I miles long. I still can't leave the region of Catalonia. That's not a separate I'm country. Regionally locked down still. Regional, not country. Yeah. Don't have that argument with you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, before Emma reaches her hands through the screen and throttles me, um, <laughs> does anybody want to mention anything else? I, I'll take that as a note. Right, okay. Uh, we, we are part of the At Man on the Post Network. We are ramping up our podcast, I think, over the next um, 
few weeks or so as the Premier League has returned. So I think Chris and Dave will be back to talk about the games we just previewed here. And I think you might even find that uh, there are, is an increase in volume as we have more midweek games as well. So um, you can uh, follow us on Acast. Uh, you can follow us on Stitcher or Spotify. Or you can um, subscribe on iTunes and all our podcasts will fall automatically into your inbox. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever. And uh, we will gratefully receive those. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Man of the Post or Instagram at Man of the Post or uh, Twitter at Man of the Post. And if they want to follow you on any social media platform, how do they do that? They should absolutely follow you, Chris. Uh, that's at M. Gabriel Garcia on <laughs> Instagram. Uh, Jesse, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, it's at Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Adam, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Sorry, was that me? I was too yeah, busy you're Adam. Jesse's. <laughs> I am Adam, yeah. Uh, Adam SA101. Adam SA101. Brilliant. Right. Okay, brilliant. Guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post.